0: Hey, knitting mamas! Welcome back to another episode of the Knitting Mamas podcast. Today is going to be a fun episode for all of you who are either already knitting or who are about to get to start get started with their journey. Um, I have compiled my 12 favorite knitting tools that every knitter needs for relaxing and successful knitting. Yes, there's 12, and it does it does sound like a lot, but a bunch of them are really small and very easy to get, and others are not necessarily something that you need to get on your very first day, Um, but it's definitely things that I would highly recommend if you want to knit in a very relaxed manner. So let's get started with this episode. Hey there, Mama. Welcome to the Knitting Mamas podcast. If you're a mom who's tired of feeling exhausted and longing for some well-deserved self-care and rest, you are in the right place. I know that finding time for yourself as a busy mom can feel like an impossible puzzle. But guess what? You don't have to compromise anymore. Hi, I'm your host, Nadine Medina, and just like you, I am a mom, wife, and also a happy knitter. Over my 15 years of motherhood, I have been on a journey to discover how to truly recharge without the guilt and the never-ending quest for perfection. The secret? It's all about progress, not perfection. By focusing on simple routines, natural wellness solutions, and the cozy art of knitting, I found the path to feeling whole and content. And on this podcast, I'm sharing it all with you so you can do the same. Are you ready to find simple solutions to set yourself free from mom guilt, to take more time for yourself to truly rest, and to use your knitting skills for a mindful routine that creates space in your life so you can breathe easier? Let's take a deep breath grab those knitting needles and say goodbye to momstress. Together, we'll create a supportive community that encourages you to prioritize self-care while juggling all your responsibilities. Sound good? Let's do this. Hey, so before we get started with this episode and the 12 favorite knitting tools that I think every knitter should have at some point in their journey, let's really quickly talk about the Knitting Mamas community on Facebook, which is such a fun place and we are growing every week. I'm so excited about that and I wanted to invite you, if you're not a member yet, the group is completely free and I would love for you to join us in there. And I'm actually about to post the events that we're going to have in the coming months, so super excited about that. Um, if you want to join us in the Knitting Mamas community on Facebook, you can go to the link bit.ly slash Mamas. That is bit.ly slash Mamas. All right, let's get started. <clears throat> you might want to have something to write this down um, so that you can go and search for these things. I'm also uh, obviously and absolutely going to provide you links to my favorite versions of the things that I am mentioning, which doesn't mean that those are exactly the ones that you have to get. But... To make it easy for you, there will be a list of links in the show notes in this episode. So this one has a lot of content for you, um, and I hope it's super helpful. Let's get started. Number one, a yarn winder. This is something that I did not think I needed. (laughs) It's kind of similar to the essential oils and the diffuser that I didn't think I needed for like six months, which I was so wrong about. (laughs) So a yarn winder, again, is something that I didn't think I needed because, you know, you got your skeins of yarn and they just come like that and you just start and you know roll off the yarn as you knit but if that's what you've been doing you might be like well that stuff is just kind of flip-flopping all around me while I'm trying to uh, to knit <coughs> because they're rolled from the inside to the outside and not that there's anything wrong with that but it can get quite annoying so once I realize that there's a way to rewind your yarn at home Um, you can do it manually but it takes forever and some people find it meditative I don't (laughs) I just want to get started with knitting Um, but there's a way to do it with a it's still a manual tool but it makes it a lot faster you can um, hook it up or you know attach it to a table and then just have your yarn either in your hand or in a bag or in a box or your child's hands (laughs) and just start winding it and then it starts winding on the inside um And you will actually be able to pull the beginning of the yarn from the inside of that newly um, wound cake that you are going to end up with. I find that word funny for this, but it kind of looks like a cake. (laughs) So once you have that ready, um, you can literally place it wherever in your little bag or next to you on the couch, on a table. And you can just very calmly pull the yarn from the inside and your yarn ball will stay in place. It is a game changer, at least it was for me. So it is at the top of my list. Number two, just mentioned it quickly, is a small project bag um, so that you can tote around your project wherever you go. Um, I also recommend a small accessory pouch that, you know, might have a zipper or just something tiny that you can stick inside of the project bag that can hold all of your other little accessories that you might have to have handy when you take your project on the go. The reason why I highly recommend having um, a small project bag from the beginning is so that you actually do take your project on the go. And it's not just a regular bag, there's just a little bit more to it other than you can Use a book bag, of course, but I find a yarn bag that's specifically made for a project for knitting um, a bit more practical because um, you can kind of stand it up; it doesn't flop over. I've had that happen before with just a book bag. Again, it works, but it's not as convenient. Um, and you can just kind of open it up, and it stays open so that you can access everything, and then your yarn just comes right out. It also has little pockets on the inside. Most most of them do. Some of them are actually transparent, which is also kind of neat, so you can see what's inside. Um, the one I bought is from a place called We Are Knitters. I love, love, love it. It's so adorable. It really looks cute, but it's also very practical. I'm going to show it in my stories. If you're listening to this podcast in the week, it's um, it's new. You're going to see it in my stories on Instagram. You can follow me there at The Knitting Mamas, um, and we can hang out. Um, if not, the link is provided at the bottom of the show notes for sure but you can also just head over to Etsy and just kind of see what they have going on just type in project bag for knitting and you'll find so many cute designs for project bags okay number three really good knitting needles this one to me is really important because there's big differences out there um, and it's something that you invest in for a long time so there's probably also a lot of like price differences and stuff but I actually do have two favorite brands it's funny I did not pick them because of this but it just is still kind of funny that they're both German and made in Germany if you guys have followed me for a while you might know that I am from Germany but um again not the reason why I picked them but it just happens to be the case (laughs) and um one brand is called Addi and the other one is called Prim. They are both available in the US. You can buy them on Amazon. You can also buy them on various different um retailers again providing the links for you in the show notes. But um the reason why I love both of these brands and specifically the round needles. I'm not a big fan of straight needles. I'm going to get into that in a future episode. Um is because the Addi needles are made from metal that is re- easily like it slips um through the yarn very easily for me that's important because I don't like when things get stuck on the needle and the prim ones um, are made they're not made of metal but they're made from uh, some sort of plastic that is very durable and very hard and it still kind of slides very easily which is great but it's also really those are neat for uh, beginners because they have a very specific tip um that makes it harder for the stitches to fall off the needle which is a problem for you know beginner knitters sometimes or can be so i really really love them um i'm not a beginner knitter but i still love using those especially for projects where it's kind of um easy to lose a stitch because you're either knitting fast or it's a bulkier yarn or it's a yarn that has like various different thicknesses throughout the yarn and it's kind of wonky <laughs> to knit those little tips really help it's almost like a mini crochet hook um that helps keep the yarn on the needle so those are super awesome again and there's probably many really great knitting needles out there i have just found these to be my personal favorites um, but do your research before you just buy um you know, a bunch of cheap ones that you're then going to have to replace anyway, because you're not really happy with them. Number four are stitch markers in different sizes. And those come in all kinds of different shapes, forms, cute designs, regular designs, just circles. I mean, you name it, it's probably out there. Um, My personal favorites are just super simple ones that are made from like a plastic material, and they come in different sizes. They come in this tiny little box, Again, I'm going to show it in my stories as we go through the week, and um, they just slip on the needle. You need different sizes, obviously, because you might have different needle sizes, but those are just super easy to take care of, to to keep. They're ordered, or um, sorry, organized by size in the little box, and it slips easily into any of your project bags. Number fives, five, measuring tape. You are going to need some type of measuring tape. Um, those are like a dollar or two. <laughs> at any of your craft stores that you have locally. Um, you can probably get them on Amazon too, I'm assuming. There's a couple of things here that you can get on Amazon. So before you load up your card with just one thing, just, you know, make sure you check the entire list. Um, but obviously you will need a measuring tape for various different reasons. You know, um, of course you want to measure yourself before you start knitting, so that you know which size you're knitting, Um, but also if you're making a gauge swatch, which we're going to talk about in the next (laughs) in the next uh, number, Um, but uh, sometimes you have to knit a certain uh, stitch for a certain length in a sweater, so you always want to have that measuring tape with you. Number six, swatch ruler and knitting gauge. So What the heck is that? If you're a beginner, you might not even know what I'm talking about. Um, so when you, and again, I'm going to make a whole episode of this. There's also a video that I made a little while ago on my YouTube channel, uh, link again, also in the show notes, if you want to check that out, it is, um, really helpful, um, to understand why you need to knit a swatch before you start knitting, especially a project like a fitted garment of some sort, um. Because you want to know if you're actually using the right size of needle that goes along with your yarn size to meet the size that the person who made the pattern is actually using, so that you end up with the right size for you. And there's a really great way to measure that. What you want to, um, what you normally, this is the standard um, knit and measure is a four by four inch square. Um, So it's really small, but you then measure that amount or that size and then you count the stitches inside of that little square and compare it to what the pattern says and then you'll know if you're on or off gauge and again going into that in um, another episode but also there's a video that you can watch on my youtube channel um, I have a favorite swatch ruler it's really cool because again it has a hole in the middle so you don't really have to kind of mess with it you just make you a swatch place it over it and then you just kind uh, start counting inside the little um, open square and you're good to go so number seven needle stoppers Again, something that I didn't think I needed (laughs) until I placed my knitting project down somewhere and my kids like bumped into it or something happened. It fell down and I lost a bunch of stitches. So in order to avoid that, get yourself some needle stoppers, uh, super inexpensive. You can go to Etsy. They make them, um, out of like a silicone material that you just pop on the top of your needle and it'll stop the stitches from, from sliding off potentially, um, I've lost some of those before (laughs) because they start, they're they're round or often they are round and they just start rolling around. And I just kind of lost one. I think it was in my couch. I have no idea. Um, but there's a really fun looking one from the same brand that I um, buy my needles from called Addy and it's a heart and it goes onto the needles like on both needles at the same time and it kind of has a spring inside of it so that it stays in place Um, and it just puts everything away really neatly so I really like those again we'll link them up for you as well. Number eight you are going to want to carry around scissors or fabric shears with you. Um, It can be like a small, tiny uh, pair of scissors for embroidery. Those are very, um, like, people love those. And you can also have, you know, anything that's relatively sharp so that you don't, like, tear your yarn at the end, but you are definitely going to need those frequently. So I would highly recommend having a pair of those in your project bag. Number nine, you need a way to count your rows and to follow your pattern. Obviously. So, There's so many different ways to do that. You can either go totally old school and print your pattern, carry a pencil and just have it with you. And wherever you start knitting or at your home, pull it out and just, you know, start making tally marks and annotate wherever you need it. Um, You can also carry a highlighter just so that you can highlight the size that you're knitting along your pattern. I always recommend doing that um, just so that you don't get confused and at quick glance, you can see, oh, this is the stitch count that I need. And this is the number of rows that I need to do according to the size that I'm knitting. Because a lot of patterns, like most of them, are provided in various different sizes and they provide all of them together. So you want to make sure that you highlight the one that you're doing. Another way to do this, um, and that's what I'm currently doing, is I'm using an iPad and the app called GoodNotes, which is an app for PDF files that you then can annotate with your Apple Pencil. Super fun way of doing this. Sometimes a little clunky because the iPad is rather big and it depends on where I'm sitting. It's not always convenient to have that right next to me. But in most cases, it is possible. Um, And it's the same concept. You have the PDF on your screen and you just draw on there and make tally marks, cross things out, whatever you need to do in order to follow your pattern. So that's, again, what I'm currently using. I used to do the printing and carrying a pencil. Um, But I just recently stumbled across this amazing app that I am about to try out. So I can't really say yet if I'm a fan of it or not, but I did want to throw it in here just in case you want to check it out. It's called Knit and Note. And uh, you can find it in your app store and it's either on an iPad or on the iPhone. So I'm assuming it's similar to um, Android users, but it's really neat because you can track not only your yarn stash and your actual patterns in PDF format. So you can pop them right in there after you purchase a pattern, Um, but you can also start and finish your actual projects in there. So you can keep track of multiple projects if that's what you're doing. And you can just glance at your pattern and you can annotate the pattern inside the app, which I, again, I am i haven't tried yet. There's a row counter in there too. So it does look really cool and very practical. And I'm definitely going to give it a try so that I can do this on my iPhone versus on my iPad, which again is kind of a size issue sometimes. So I will report back to you and I will also share this on my Instagram um, so that you can see if I'm actually end up enjoying it. But go check it out if you want to. All right, we are on number 10. Number 10 is a tension ring. This is something that you may or may not need. Um, I find it useful for people who have trouble holding tension when they knit, um, which is something that I've heard from quite a few people in the past, actually. Um, A lot of people have told me that they stopped trying to knit because they had issues with tension, and I find that such a shame because it's really um, just something that you need to kind of get used to and with a lot of practice get very good at um but if in the beginning you're having trouble and I heard this from people who learn to crochet or want to learn to crochet too that they gave up too soon because tension is has been a problem um so the way you hold your yarn on your left finger when you knit continental which is what I teach um you have to make sure that your yarn is held at a certain tension but you also can let go of it as you knit because it needs to slowly you know run through your finger and again that can be an issue for some people so a tension ring can take care of that because you place it on your finger and then you slip the yarn around this little like a hook that's attached to the ring and your yarn can slip easily through it but it does hold enough tension to where it's not just loosely flopping around so check those out if you have any issues with tension it's going to be a game changer for you. So hopefully I gave you hope if you have been trying to knit and you're just really kind of frustrated by that, go do it. (laughs) Um, Number 11, so we have two left, blocking mats and blocking pins. What the heck is blocking? (laughs) So again, a whole video exists on me doing or using blocking mats to block my, I don't even remember what project it was, but some sweater, I think, maybe a shirt. Um, blocking is a, um, process that you are very highly recommended to use after you complete a uh, knitting project, especially to make sure that it's meeting the size that you're actually trying to knit it in so that it fits you well, but also to relax the stitches and to make them more even looking. So it is a process that I definitely think you should learn, um, and you need the mats Ideally, you have these. This is something you can get later um, because there's other ways to, um, you know, to, to lay down your your fabric after you wash it. Um, I haven't even said what blocking is. Hello. Um, so, <laughs> so I have said why you do it, not how you do it. So the way you do it is once you are completed with your project, um, you wash your garment, hand wash it with... Um, with a detergent and make sure that it's then stretched out or, you know, laid flat t- according to the measurements that are in the pattern. Um, and again, this ensures that the garment dries in a way where it's more even looking and it also makes sure that it meets the size that you're knitting it in. Um, and it's easiest to do on these mats. They're made of foam. They can be put together in various different um, shapes and constellations i guess and then you can lay your fabric whatever you have knitted it's if it's a scarf a shirt you know a sweater anything you can lay it on top of there use um pin it in place with the pins and then you know you wait a couple days for it to dry depending on the fabric on the type of yarn that you used um so i highly recommend these blocking mats but not until you actually have your first real project that you completed um ready to be blocked and again there's a video on this on my youtube channel if you want to go check that out i walk you through the entire process and the last but not least thing that i would highly recommend for anybody who knits is a good wool wash so i have never put any of my hand knitted garments um, or scarves Or hats or gloves in the washing machine because I'm kind of worried even on the wool setting I really don't want it to felt or to shrink or any of those things some yarns can be washed in the machine but even those I still have not been able to kind of bring myself to (laughs) to wash in the machine so I have a really um, nice wool wash that you can just basically soak your shirt or your sweater or whatever it is in Um, it soaks for about 15 minutes then you can nicely squeeze it out and your garment will be refreshed. So that's my favorite way of washing my clothes that I handmade. It is a process. It takes a little time, but it's so worth it. And of course, you do have to, you know, clean your knitted items every once and again. Um, again, I'm going to put the link to all the things that I talked about in the show notes mm-hmm. so that you can go and check them out. I really, really hope that this was helpful. And this is definitely one of those episodes where I'm highly recommending for you to reach out to me. If you have any questions, you can reach me on Instagram at The Knitting Mamas. Send me a DM if you have any questions. Mention this podcast. Let me know what questions you have. And also, I would love to hear which ones of these tools that I just mentioned you already use you need to get or you want to get and which ones you would like for me to go into more detail in a future episode that would be so helpful to me um, to plan out some more content for you in the future but until then I would just love to hear um, if you have any questions for me and I also would love to see you inside of the Knitting Mamas community on Facebook so don't forget to get yourself over there join the fun and I will talk to you next week in the next episode. Hey, Mama. I hope you've soaked up some great ideas from today's episode. Remember, a happy mom makes for a happy fam. If today's chat hit home with you, it would mean the world if you could leave a five-star written review on iTunes. Your review will help other moms discover our community and embrace guilt-free self-care. Also, if you're scrolling through Instagram, why not snap a screenshot of this episode for your stories? Don't forget to tag me at The Knitting Mamas so that I can shout you out on my page as well. Plus, that way we can stay connected and spread the self-care magic. Oh, and have you heard about our cozy Facebook community? It's a guilt-free zone where we share relaxing routines, essential oils and knitting adventures and so much more. Come join us today at bit.ly slash knittingmamas and let's unwind together. Until we chat again, take care mama and remember looking after yourself is not selfish. It's essential for that balanced life. Catch you soon right here on the Knitting Mamas podcast.